This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. Hey, bud. Hey, hey, can you hear me? No, you sound like you're in a tunnel vacuum. I'm just, I can't get very close to the mic. Uh, hold on, let me try and readjust a little bit. Ugh, is that, is that any better? Yeah, that's, I that's... Had to, Hunter, I've decided that to, to be my authentic self, I had mm-hmm. to, I had to start wearing some triple L fake prosthetic breasts, so now... You can hear me because I've simply I've simply split them down the middle and put the microphone in between them. Oh, that's so it, lovely. Well, here's the thing: is that <laughs> there's there's uh, this is a, a you know a show that's mostly targeted to adults. We look at the demographics, so I just thought you know talking about prosthetic breasts and, and maybe even wearing them would be fine. Uh, you, of course, you would never do something like that in a in a school situation with children, right, Hunter? That would be ridiculous, right? right? Right. Um, the whole unless, point. of course, you were Canadian. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that in the math. That that definitely changes things. Yeah, is, I could see a Canadian doing that. Is there any vile thing that the Canadian government won't defend? Um, pretty sure they defend people in Quebec speaking French. So the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just go through the list real quick. We've got Justin Trudeau in blackface. It explicitly yep. like remains remains the uh what do they call it over there like the sub the sub president uh they call it the good little boy do they the, call it the good little the, boy in chief the suck in chief yeah something <laughs> yeah. like that yeah okay so so they defend that passively they they obviously they persecute they prosecute serious offenses like trucks that blow their horns mm-hmm. things like that so they've got that handled uh they they support they support shutting down your free speech if you use the wrong pronouns and jailing you or fining you so that's the thing that they they're really big into um they support they support abortion i think up until your 35th birthday yeah which that's can i correct. be honest with you for just a second hunter if we open up the definition of abortion to mean i can kill you between the ages of let's say 12 and 25 I'm pro-abortion. I think at that point, <laughs> I think at that point we should reevaluate. Yeah, but, but that's because we've had years of experience with you to determine what you're like. Yeah, you're going to be a drain uh, on society, so we can get rid of you. Exactly. Yeah. But before that, who knows? You don't know. What is this you minority no report? Let yes, it, exactly. <laughs> let it breathe. Give the kid a chance. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, and and now they're supporting. They're supporting what can only be described as pederasty of the highest order. I mean, this is uh, if you haven't, if you don't know what we're talking about, welcome to Carl Pulley. <laughs> That's kind of our genre. <laughs> but yeah. also, also uh, we're talking about this this teacher in Canada who was a dude, but now is still a dude, but wears giant fake breasts and demands with all of the 
power and fury of Bill C-16 that you call him a woman, even though he's clearly just a dude in fetish kit rubbing his womble knobs on unsuspecting teenagers. Uh, and the Canadian government came out and was like, yes, we defend his right to identify as whatever gender he is. Which, I guess that gender is Nickelback concert style beach ball arrangement because women don't look like this so not naturally (sighs) for sure i i'm wondering um what would happen to that whole argument if tomorrow all men decided to dress like this man right like everyone just went to their next boardroom meeting with just you know massive boobs that made it impossible to walk through doors like, how how fast would we see this change? Would it get better quicker? Would it be worse? Am I wishing the worst upon our society? Am I degrading Western culture? I this really don't the, know. This is a crazy thing, uh, in my opinion. Because mm-hmm. remember when, like, equality had a lot to do with, like, women and not, not harassing them in the workplace? Well, if, if, it's a well, sad time for me to think upon. But yes. <laughs> Hunter, I, I don't know if you've seen the pictures, but the nips on this thing. Let's talk They're rough. a minute about They're the rough. They're rough. Yeah. For one, they're massive. The, mm-hmm. I, they're bigger than my eyeball. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I hate to get graphic with you, but that's just the reality of the situation. That's the facts on the ground, and that's what well, they're not here at Carl Pulling. Hard, they're fast not, facts. They're not real. Like, I mean, it, this is like origami boobs, right? Like, I, it's. <laughs> I was really hoping that you were going to say they're not quite on the ground yet. Uh, regardless, <laughs> we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Let me give you yeah. that. Hold on. Okay. They're not on the ground yet. Oh, you spoke <laughs> while I said it. Ah. Hold on, take it one more time. Okay. They're not on the ground yet. <laughs> we'll cut that together. Yeah, Thank you, we producer. got that. <laughs> Jamie, cut that together, okay? So, anyway, there's, I mean, they're just giant. And so, my, my point is that this isn't, this isn't top surgery. This isn't yeah. identifying as a woman. This is clearly a fetish thing. Mm-hmm. And... If I showed up at my workplace wearing a I pair like of, even if they were normal fake breasts, yeah, and that were, were this hypersexualized, I mean, ten years ago that would be sexual assault. Uh huh. And now, now the Canadian government is like, no, you listen here, a. Eh? If the man wants to walk around with the giant womble wombles with the big the big tippy part, that's just that's just the Canadian way, okay. Go home and shave a moose, so to speak. Like, whatever they say. But now, now that I've thought about it, there's actually only one counter-response to this. Okay. And I'm, I'm not happy about it. All but, right. But all the female teachers... Okay, I'm done. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my response. Like, to be fair, we don't know that all women in Canada don't have triple Ds. The, uh, triple Z's, Z's, they would say. We don't know that all <laughs> teachers in Canada aren't sporting triple Z's and they don't wear a bra. For yeah. one, how would you put one on? Like, practically speaking, <laughs> you would have to have... You have to be like kind one of those Victorian ladies with, like, but, four people to get you dressed. Here's what I would do. I would put two eye hooks in my door frame uh-huh, and then yep. have a winch. I would attach the winch to the center clasp. Mm. It would have to hook in the front. Yeah. I would winch the I would winch the bra open and duck underneath it. Okay. You understand what I'm that's, saying? That's fair. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I can draw it right now. Then unhook the eye hooks and lumber 
which would be uh, that i mean that's how this guy moves now uh, lumber towards the winch and release release the pressure i think that would be the only way hmm. unless you were from down under and you could get it a good whip on the end of your boomerang do they call it a boomerang or they have like a cool word for it like a boomer oh i don't know jamie jamie see if there's a slang for boomerang from australia uh at any rate canada you're disgusting your prime minister is disgusting your your main export is tree blood you should be ashamed of yourselves the only good thing that you've produced and i mean the only good thing that you've produced is celine dion and jordan peterson the end anything else to say about canada hunter uh snow is dumb idiots yeah <laughs> you morons yeah. Imagine unironically having a place in your country called Saskatchewan. Just kidding. Yeah. That's a joke, guys. It's a joke. I know where Saskatchewan is. I okay. don't. <laughs> right. Who? This is a great question. Who owns Greenland? Is that Canada? I bet it's like part of a really annoying autonomous collective. Oh. Uh, like when I- you think about the Europeans that would live on a little island like that, don't you just yeah. imagine that they felt all their own clothes and are just the most insufferable pricks that have ever lived? Um, there's, n- I'm being told that it's of Denmark? Yeah, so I repeat myself. Okay. They literally um, built an industry off of like the idea of like, hey, people like weed. Real cool town, Denmark. I want to, I want to, I want to take that over. I think that's fair. Um, Look, I feel like we haven't had a good war in a while. I'm uh, telling you. Well, you thought, that, let's be honest, that wouldn't be a good war. Well, I mean, it'd be quick. Have you, you know? ever seen a polar bear mounted infantry? Yes. I think I've played Red Alert 5. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I would have a good clue about that. When um, you are being a communist this close to the Arctic Circle, <laughs> the polar bears, they bent at our will. They are one with the people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Man. Red Alert 5. <laughs> What's the name of the show? <laughs> the name I of the show out. is Carl Pulling. Um, we are two brothers that talk about stuff that will get you fired. What kind of stuff, you may ask? Religion, politics, Giant science even. Fake Canadian tits. <laughs> <laughs> so that too, I guess. Oh, man. It's important. It's important to be well-rounded and well-versed. You know, when, 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 my, when my professors always said, yes, keep up with the news, they didn't know exactly what they were telling me. <laughs> you know? They, they, they thought I was going to, like, read the Wall Street Journal. No, I go to TikTok, bro. That's yeah. where I get all my news now. Yeah, so. they didn't mean, like, chop your genitalia off and start, start a think spot. But yeah. that's where we are. Not think spot. That's that's Jordan's thing, isn't it? What am I trying to say? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh, the uh, what is the Tumblr? A is Tumblr or a WordPress or whatever you do now. Yeah. Did Tumblr go under? I can't remember. I don't think so. It's like it's like a weird. Tumblr is a weird sp- place because like very particular types of people use Tumblr now. It's it's interesting. So like, what do you mean to particular like furries? I don't know about that, but there. I think there are some like. Uh, I think there is like a particular type of girl that uses that site now. I can't remember exactly everything, and I think it, a lot of it is also like um, sex related at this point. So I just I just think it's all anime and furries. These like the reverse incels. Yeah, that's probably more like 4chan, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 4chan's the the straight up incels. 
Mm. Um, like the incels because they can't get a girl, whereas the anime transgender type of incel can't can't reproduce or or commit um, human congress with another individual because they chopped off their own their own equipment. That's the best thing you've ever said today. It's a different kind. It's a different breed of incel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have sex because I'm unattractive. You don't have sex because you chopped your dick off. We are not <laughs> oh, the same. <laughs> we are not the same. <laughs> okay. Does we not equal. To, we have got to start the show. Uh, have we not already? Uh, yeah. I hit something with my car today. Would you like to know about the roadkill, brother? Oh, my gosh. Feed it to me. Real quick before we get started. Jamie, are you telling me that a Kylie is what a uh, Australian calls? A Kylie. Yeah. Wait, that's real? What you got to do is you got to tie one into your bra to your Kylie and whip it around your giant breasts. Rough. Die. Um, that's how they would say it. That's an authentic Australian interpretation. Okay. That sounds right. great. Um, so, boys and girls, um, the meme is strong with the right, as we know. Um what did the left come up with? Dark Brandon. And then they ruined that by actually doing it in real life. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they, don't, they don't know how to meme. They don't know how to trigger Hillary Clinton with Pepe Frog. You know, they don't, they don't understand anything about this world. So, and once again, this is proven by someone I don't really know that much about, but Benny Johnson was giving a speech at the University of, of Iowa and he shared a Kamala meme, which was some, uh, and resulted in someone literally standing up, yelling at him that he was a uh, effing racist, and kicking his projector and damaging his property. Um, so, not well, not only it, well, here's what we got to find out, though, Hunter. There, I'm sure exists a raceless Kamala meme. So, do we know what meme in particular he shared? Yes, it was Kamala Harris coming out of her, uh, and it was a speech on memes. Cage. Like, it was just to talk through it. No, she was coming out of some building, and she was like... Oh, wait, wait, wait. He was studying meme. Like, it was, meme was the context for the talk. Yeah, to some extent. And so okay, okay. He, and so, she was coming out of this building, and she said, oh, look at my bus. And then as the camera pans to look at her bus, in front of the bus is a mariachi man doing hip thrusts while the traditional mariachi music is playing. And, and that is the meme. Um, so <laughs> apparently that's racist. I'm not sure how. So, I don't even know why it's funny. It's, I know that it is. It's funny because it's not that funny. Like, even watching the meme, it's not like, wow, that's really funny. What's funny is no. how triggering it is. Yeah, no, it's funny that someone saw that and had to had to commit a, a small misdemeanor. I no, no, they got arrested. Just, okay, well, you can get arrested for a misdemeanor, but it was probably was oh, a sure, felony. Sure, Projectors sure. are expensive. Yeah, yeah. I was telling someone today about light bulbs. May or may not uh, be our producer, but that's another, or the light bulbs and projectors and how you have to turn them off safely because they're very expensive. May or may not be our producer. I'm not sure. So. Yeah, the, Jamie, keep your mouth shut. You're paid, <laughs> you're paid for your fingers, not for your mind. Uh, <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> oh, man, I wish you guys could see a picture of Jamie right now. Unfortunately, their identity remains under wraps. 
Yes. Uh, that's great, Hunter. Here's the thing about uh, being able to take a joke. Let, let me explain it in this way. And th- this is a way that I've gotten into some disagreements with, with some Christians. And by Christians, I mean, I'm including Catholics. So, you know, your mileage may vary. But that's a joke. But is it? So <laughs> I've talked. <laughs> I don't believe in sacrilege. I, I don't. I don't believe that there's necessarily anything that's off the table for joke material, even things I hold incredibly dear, incredibly fundamental to me. And what I mean by that is even if it's not a joke that I would go around making, I don't think that there is a grave crime that is committed when you make light of something that I take seriously. And here's the reason why, because my ability to, to place my my belief and my solemn adherence to something, any set of principles or any institution is not weakened by you not taking it seriously. That's how I live my life. And that's because I don't base my, my adherence to principles or institutions on how popular they are or on what you think of them. And I certainly don't think I need to be a strong arm in defending them in order for them to be valid. Effectively, what I'm saying is that I believe them for reasons other than their popular or cultural acceptance. And those reasons cannot be shaken by somebody not believing in them. It's a more principled stance. And so when you find people that can't take a joke, know that they don't operate their life that way. That's what this tells me. And, and, all the triggering, all the this is racist, this is this, this is that. Are there racist jokes? For sure. Are there funny racial jokes? Absolutely. There's funny racial jokes that are that use racist language. Uh, and in fact, Dave Chappelle tells a lot of them, and they're hilarious, right? Sure, I, I don't. Yeah. If you have a sacred cow and somebody else violating it causes you great mental consternation... I would say that the initial problem that you should look into is the fact that you don't believe in it for your own purposes. You don't believe in it based on your own principled stance. You believe on in it because of a cultural acceptance. And that's a really scary way to live your life because you don't actually stand anywhere. You're standing where you're told to stand or you're standing where the collective has made space for you to stand. And you have a brain and you have reason and you have logos in your mind and you should choose where you stand based on your decisions. So anyhow, that's, that's that, which I I just bring up to say that when, when people get super offended at jokes or even (laughs) mariachi memes, uh, yeah, it, there's the, what you can tell from that is part of their identity is wrapped up in what other people think of their identity. Yeah, no, that that's fair. And I think there's a lot of uh, I like the C.S. Lewis quote that was that's talking about how, like, you know, laughter in the face of like hard times is essentially the non-fallen soul realizing it's in a fallen body. Um, And it's kind of this realization Mm -hmm. that, uh, oh, goodness, I'm not what I'm supposed to be. Like, that's what a lot of laughter is, you know, is like I actually am. I am created to be more than the thing I am. Isn't that hysterical that I act like this, you know, and that I make these mistakes and that this is the way human beings are. And so like one, one way is to think of it as laughter is a peace with the world. 
right? And it's like, despite what it is and despite how I'm not good at it and despite how everything's wrong with me, there's still something in me that denies that this is the way it's supposed to be, right? And it's it's kind of strange and bizarre to think about like that. And so, you know, to laugh and to laugh fully is to kind of be aligned with that. And so um, perhaps, perhaps seeing how your beliefs can be silly to others and how even things that you take uh, sacred can be uh, funny to others and there's aspects of that that without a further understanding can be humorous is healthy, you know, is probably the best way to say it. Um, yeah. Because you could definitely be so uptight that you couldn't be relatable and that would be really bad. There's also humility built in there, which is like, yeah, do I think what you're doing right now is good? No, not necessarily. But instead of screaming at you, I'm going to I'm going to laugh with you because I don't think it's my job to fix the entire world. I don't think that I'm equipped. And that's kind of a Christian sense yeah. too is like, okay, so you're engaging in behavior that I think is, is self-destructive, et cetera, whatever. And am I going to, am I going to bridge the gap for you? Am I going to redeem your soul? No, uh, I can be Christ to you, but I, I have to leave your soul up to the only one who can manage that. And so yeah. it's this humility built into the, this idea that I'm not a hero. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the savior. I'm only, there's certain I'm times where moral, sorry, there's certain times where moralizing is effective evangelistic tool. And it's definitely not when your friend cracks a joke. Yeah, exactly. No, you know, yeah. Well, and you know what? A lot of times people come up to you and they tell you about their, their dark darkness because they want judgment and you know the difference uh, yeah. the time nobody's doing that when they make a joke when they're mm-hmm. when they're making a joke especially in a crowd or making it you know a meme or, or having some throwaway line that's certainly not the time where they're looking for your actual opinion they just yeah. want to make you laugh so anyway uh the left is is uh they can't meme that's why they I can't meme dog and they can't even enjoy a good meme yeah um, always has you know been. what they you know what they should do what they should pokemon go boom <laughs> We actually have to edit that. <laughs> well, you could you could figure out what you need to do with that. <laughs> Jamie Mark twenty one fifty. Okay, we're definitely. God, we're definitely a thousand millihertzing that. I'm not megahertzing it. I'm not cutting it from the show. I do think we legally have to bleep it. <laughs> Do you like okay. it though? Um, man, it's not. God, you can't. It. Okay, let's let's start the show. <laughs> so anyway, our main story tonight: fake breasts. No, just kidding. Our main story today. It's obvious, right? You know what we're going to be talking about. This is no surprise to you. You're a very bright audience, except for later when we do the ad read. You'll be the stupidest, most malaise, brain foggiest audience that has ever existed. But for now, when I want you to listen more, you're brilliant or whatever makes you makes you tick uh immigration we're gonna talk about the immigration crisis yeah the reason we're talking about it right now is because well hunter there's war crimes being committed oh my god yeah i forgot human trafficking is afoot uh so liam neeson and nancy pelosi are teaming up are they Ron, is liam neeson involved in this now is that is that real no oh, no, no you're no, making it you're making a joke sorry yep 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 keep going sorry thanks for joining us on yep i understand what a joke is uh that was a taken that was actually that was a taken two joke a lot of people are going to think that was a taken joke that was actually the sequel taken two yeah have you ever seen the sequel taken two no i kind of want to but i also think i've heard it's bad so i mean it's a liam neeson movie so it's not that bad 
Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Um, anyhow, t- uh, it's completely distracted me. Now I'm thinking about The Grey, which is truly the worst movie of all time. You know, if they already have Cubs, this podcast is over. <laughs> if they have Cubs, the podcast is already dead. <laughs> they don't give a darn if you have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> the thing... The thing about The Grey is that it's like, imagine having an action movie, and at no point do you show any action. Yes! Ah, That movie's trash. Okay. Ronald DeSantis. Mm Mm-hmm. Human trafficker in chief. Well, Hunter, he's done the unthinkable. Yeah, no doubt. He's taken 50 illegal immigrants... We used to call them illegal aliens, but then Blink the guy from Blink-182 proved that aliens were real with his Freedom of Information Act request, and now we have to call them something different. Oh, dang. Uh, he, we have sh- now shipped 48 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. And when I say shipped, I know what you're thinking. Like in a railway car through the freezing cold with no windows? Mm-hmm. No. On a charter plane with air conditioning. Oh. Yep. With snacks halfway through the flight? With snacks. And I want to remind you, we sent them to Martha's Vineyard. And if you're not familiar with Martha's Vineyard, that's where people like Oprah, people like Obama, people like, I don't know, Rock the Dwayne Johnson, (laughs) which is a Clash song almost. That's where they live. It's considered the playground of the rich and famous. It used to be for white people. Now, I don't know. I think Michelle might have scared them all away. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Anyhow, the point is that it's one of the ritziest places in America. Not only right. that, but it, it resides in Massachusetts. And Massachusetts is one of these clever, nor- clever northeastern states that has declared themselves a sanctuary state. Wowee. Just like California, just like New York, just like Chicago, they have stated that they love the refugee and the immigrant, and they will gladly welcome the immigrant into their community at any time, because diversity is our strength. And yet, and yet, and yet, you would have thought that... Ron DeSantis was drinking the blood of illegal immigrants live on TV. Uh, has there ever been such a shrieking outcry as we have seen in relation to this? Hunter, what were your like well, what were your initial thoughts? Walk me through what you were thinking. Based on what I saw like from people's reaction to it from like CNN and stuff or based yeah, on what like, I thought on When you first saw the story and then when you saw the media reaction to the story. Oh, yeah. So my first reaction to the story um, was, you know, I think it was Governor Abbott in Texas who was doing this prior to the Martha's Vineyard. And um, once the Martha's Vineyard debacle, if you will, took place, I was uh, I I thought that was I was kind of wondering how it was going to play out, quite honestly. You know, because it was, I don't know a whole lot about Martha Vineyard prior to this. So the name didn't necessarily like scream to me. Like, um, I knew it was like ritzy, but I didn't know how exactly, you know, like if it was a private Island, if however it worked out, I just didn't know much about it. Um, 
But when I started to see people's reactions to it from left-wing media, it was pretty much obvious to me at this point that this was a win because the reactions were overblown. The reactions didn't match what had happened on the ground. And they, of course, did the thing that they always do, which is they take something that looks a little bit like the Holocaust and they call it the Holocaust, right? And so it's like, it's like, when man, you say it looks a little bit like the Holocaust. What you mean in this case is that transportation in general was provided in both correct. situations. Like, correct, exactly. Yeah. And so once that had happened, it was obvious to me of one simply true fact, Christopher. The left cannot meme. The left, the the libs have been thoroughly owned. And you know what? This is the right way to own them. There's a wrong That's way right, to own yeah. the libs. I, I'm going to make, I'm going to make some, some right wing enemies here. There's a wrong way to own the libs. Yeah. The wrong way to own the libs are based around, uh, there's a lot of different ways to do it. They're based around one simple principle. When you have to deny your own standards in order to do it. That is the wrong way. And lots of the right likes to engage in it. And I say it, I said it before, I said it again. A lot of the religious right lost their principles over Donald Trump. And yeah. that is the wrong way to own the libs. I like mm-hmm. a lot of things that Donald Trump did. I would never have said that he was like David. A man of God. Yeah, yeah. like like For, David. That's why he slept with porn stars. David also slept with porn stars. Here's the thing. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> what was her name? Beth Sheba? Uh, she yeah. knew she was on the roof. <laughs> like, like, what? Did you, you weren't inside. I don't I don't buy it. I, I think, look, everyone wants to talk about David in that story. And look, fine, I am too. But I think there was a whole lot more of the woman which you have given me. Uh, I just don't, I don't, I think she knew what she was up to. Uh, she's no victim in this. Your husband's <laughs> away at war. You're like, oh, <laughs> Let me, I guess you know I'll take a I bath like to get naked. Side. The roof right outside the palace. Oh, what is that up there? A window? Well, uh, he was looking at me. I never. I just. <laughs> I, I don't buy it. I straight up don't buy it. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to go bathe in a wooded glen so the boys can peer at you from the brushes. You know, they at least have to leave their homes to come. What there kind and see of it. dream sequence <laughs> fantasy I, I, are we working through right now? I feel like that's every medieval fantasy book ever written. Is oh my god, I fall into a river where the ladies bathe. My that's mistake, the, my my error. And yes. then sometimes they give you a sword. Yeah, which isn't that the greatest? Like if you're a medieval dude, you're like, yes, naked women and swords. Life's good. That's like Life's our good. version of bikinis and guns and barbecue. I think. Yeah, uh, they, you notice they didn't have any barbecue back then. That's because they were too poor to eat. And that's really the tragedy is that when they got to Martha's Vineyard, there were no bikinis and no swords. Back on track. Let's get back there. Uh, if they had been <laughs> greeted by a Martha's no. Vineyard flotilla of AR-15 wielding bikini-clad woman warriors, they would have immediately become Americans on the spot. In fact. They wouldn't have even had to naturalize. They would be eligible to run for president today. And we're not even having an election. I want to be clear. They would have become Republicans on the spot. (laughs) They would have learned the error of the Democratic Party immediately. Which is just a different way to say American. That's Uh, fair. Anyhow, that's that's a great thing thing to point out. This, This was a win. Because it was the way to own the libs correctly. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, another thing that made it a powerful move in that regard is we 
made them, and by we I mean DeSantis, forced them to be responsible for their own words. He forced yes, them exactly. to take their choices and live them out. And there is yep. absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, it is a great good because I would say the majority of left-wing philosophy regarding different policies is based around the premise that other people should be responsible for the choices that I make. Yes, yeah. I, I want to relieve student debt, but I'm not going to pay for it. Mm-hmm. I want someone else to pay for it. A billionaire, and yeah. I, I want the blue-collar worker to pay for the degree of the white-collar student. And right. by the way, don't talk to me, you flyover state rube. Mm. You, you unwashed mass, you deplorable, basket of deplorables you. That's mm. the attitude. And, and there's, I was talking to someone about it earlier this week. There's nothing generous about stealing somebody's wallet and handing it to someone in need. Mm. That's, mm-hmm. just th- that's just theft with extra steps. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you get to feel nice about it afterward is irrelevant to whether or not it was moral in any way. Yeah. So, so forcing the issue at that nexus, I think, is a really shrewd political move on top of being a moral way to own the libs. You know, we could talk in a lot of different angles about why it's important to close the border. One of the most important reasons to close the border is because there is a, currently a crisis going on with, mm-hmm. with people being killed, spending their life savings on coyotes, being abandoned on the border, dying on the on the trip across there's rampant rape there's rampant uh uh human trafficking using these people trying to come to america as mules for drugs i mean you name it they're up to it down on the southern border and if we yep. if we disincentivize their arrival we would reduce the human suffering in the area which seems like a good to me uh so shining a light on that and trying to reduce the amount coming in i think is a good thing so I really, I really think what DeSantis did here was not just politically shrewd, but intensely moral. And by the same token, almost simultaneously when the, when the migrants showed up in Martha's Vineyard, the playground of the rich and famous, a group of about 100 arrived by bus to the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., which is the residence of Kamala Harris, more or less. So a great That one was, tag, that one was my favorite. Team. Are There's we, we going to see a DeSantis Abbott ticket? Because I don't hate it. I, you know what? I would that wouldn't be so bad. Um, you typically leave the vice president up for your your uh, your Paul Ryan's, your um, Sarah Palin's, your Joe Biden's. God bless us. Um, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so uh, who knows who would be the right uh, person there? But. Um, I want I want to go back to one point because I actually want people to hear this is what is the wrong way to own the libs Christopher because we've seen it played out right which is essentially saying hey you guys said this and you never had to pay for it now we're gonna make you pay for it and a completely in the in the way you said you want to pay for it like the way you've uh, moralized against us the way you've talked against us for having these bad opinions, what, what what do you think? What do you see as the wrong way? Because I think this is an important lesson for people to learn here. Well, like I said, anything that makes you anything that makes you sacrifice your principles. So, for instance, you know, I get called a racist online, sure, quite frequently, and almost never in person, which is telling in its own right. Uh, mm-hmm. I I have 
no I have no racial prejudice in my body except for that I think Mexicans smell funny. But the oh point my God. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you understand what my point is that there's I, I I have no prejudice. But people that think it, you're not allowed to make jokes, people that think that you hold a certain set of views and therefore you you must have a secret resentment towards black people or something in this country. They will call you racist. And so here's the wrong way to own the libs. Okay, you want to call me racist? Fine, I'll go be racist. It makes you mad when people say the N-word? Here's me saying the N-word. What are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? You've had to sacrifice your principles in some way. And that's kind of an extreme obvious example. There's lots of minor ways in which you can sacrifice your principles. So I'll put it this way. Anytime what you're doing isn't utilitarian, then I think that you're doing it in the wrong way. Like I think it's important to make jokes at things that are ridiculous so that you can lampoon them because that's one of the ways that society checks up on itself and, and, and tests its own theories and tests its own ideas. That's why the, the fool is, is the zero card in the arcana. It's why the jester is always in the King's court. There is a, there is a archetypical purpose for the jokester and the, and the trickster. Mm. That is, that's a super important thing, but they, if you just are going around being, resentful and calling people fat well that's less useful than than doing the slightly different thing which is saying i'm not going to bow down to this idea that i have to pretend you're beautiful because you're fat yeah because you understand what i'm saying there's a subtle difference there but one of them is a principled stance and one of them is useless it's not utilitarian yeah yeah and that being said the gap between stacy abrams front teeth is larger than the Rio Grande. In fact, the other day I did see migrants trying to trying to ford across it. <laughs> Were they headed to Massachusetts, Christopher? Um, anyway, Massachusetts uh, because so, it's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, and I think that's good. I think that's a good point. Is um, j- just because it feels good to hit somebody who is in the wrong doesn't make it right. You know, and and that that's that's a good thing to remember. And you always want to be a man of principle. You know, blessed are those who are meek, right? Blessed are those who practice gentle strength. They inherit the earth. You know, and I think that's the right way to read that. And I think I think what you're saying is an important point because if you're just a clangy gong, right, and saying they're dumb, they're dumb, they're dumb, you don't get any points. But if you but if you take that principle stance, like you're talking about, and say this is your principle, this is our principle. Let's see how you handle up to your principles. And then when they overreact to that because they can't actually live up to their own principles because they're insane, mm-hmm. right? Then it, then it shows them for the clowns that they are and the double standard that they're imposing upon you. And I think that's what we saw happen here. And I hope we continue to see more things like that. Yeah. So. And, and, and let me just reiterate, make sure I'm, I'm lasering in on my point here. Sure. Meanness is not its own good yeah yeah there, yeah, yeah. Are, there exactly, are times yeah. to be mean but but you're not mean for its own purposes it's not its mm-hmm. own end humor is that's what i meant by the the jester i i think actual humor and not shock value which is you know meanness meanness with a microphone but actual humor actual insightful humor is its own justification uh, yeah and on top of that 
there's humor that is that rises above that transcends to an even greater level that is is a breath of fresh air and, and revivifying for a culture and revivifying for an audience in a, in a room you know what i'm saying right. so i think i think it's important to remember as well so that's that's i guess a, a complicated answer to a to a bottomless question but i think yeah. that's that's the right approach humor one is of the reasons. showing oh, oh sorry no. go ahead no you go ahead I was going to say humor uh, reminds the angel that he's a monkey, you know, and that's yeah. that's kind of the purpose of humor. And as long as it's doing that kindly, then it's very useful and it's very good for people and it helps them see. Well, and, and even if it I would say even if it's mean. Even, yeah. No, that, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of my if, next point. Yeah. Even if if the purpose is the reminder and not the meanness, I think the the reminder covers a multitude of sins in that regard truly yeah because the truth the the true love is truth right yeah exactly so there's a there's a kindness to telling something that there's something wrong with them right there is but it's but if it's it's to tell them that they're wrong and they'll always be wrong and they'll never be anything but wrong and they're wrong 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 and you just want them to feel small and stupid right no good and and i think and i think sometimes sometimes it's not exactly that that we see but sometimes it's just like you know people just wanting to find anything to hit them with right i got a shovel i got this rake and it's like yeah that doesn't that doesn't necessarily work but i love what we we've seen here happen in martha's vineyard um mainly because it's those lawn signs that everybody has had out front of their yard they actually get to prove that it's real. And the thing that I found so crazy, Christopher, is both in New York, both in Washington, uh, both in Washington, even at Martha's Vineyard, these small amounts of immigrants that have been brought to these metropo- metropolitan areas, these places with some of the richest people on earth, right, where they live and hang out. It's nothing like the border towns are experiencing. Yeah. It's nothing like these poor little people who are living close to the... Uh, the borders, who in a lot of ways are, have Mexican heritage, are front are immigrants themselves that have set up these border towns and live there and call them home, and they're be giving an an insane amount of people that they have to take care of, and fifty people show up, and Martha's Vineyard can't take care of them for more than forty eight hours. It, it, okay, right? so so there's a there's a lot of directions we need to go from here. Um, sure, we're yeah. gonna get to them all. We'll we'll amble about. Let me read just to as a jumping off point. Let's read this quote from Dylan Fernandez. He's a state rep from Massachusetts, and he actually represents Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) This is his quote. Why? Like, what do they need? Yeah, exactly. Do they actually (laughs) need representation? They have literally all the money in the world. Here's what Uh. he says. We have the governor of Florida hatching a secret plot to send immigrant families like cattle on an airplane. Stop right there. Pause. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like what on an airplane? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, my G. Dylan, my guy. Can I call you my G? I think whoa, I can. Whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. He's never flown on coach a day in his life. Give the man a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I do wonder what kind of livestock they're carrying behind that curtain. And you know what? Fair enough. If you were going just by weight. I understand. Some of the people should bear their seat by the hoof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dylan, man. But Dylan, 
I Tell him, my guy. I gotta let you in on a secret, my my dude. <laughs> Cattle don't fly on airplane. It's, this is this is Jessica Walters in Arrested Development saying, "How much does a banana cost? Thirteen dollars." <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, they're oh, flying on an airplane like cattle. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my god! Okay, Ugh. all right, Dylan, back to your quote. <laughs> Ship them, women and children, to a place they weren't told they were going, and never alerted local officials and people on the ground here that they were coming. It is an incredibly inhumane and depraved thing to do. This adds into a cacophony of voices that have said this is human trafficking. Mm-hmm. This is just like, this is like Auschwitz. You know, we're loading people up on transportation and shipping them across the, the country. Hot takes. Hot, spicy takes. So where do we start? There's a lot of different places to go. Let's start with this. Let's st- let's dispel some of the myths. Mm-hmm. These migrants were not lied to. These migrants were transported consensually. They were given shelter during the travel. They were given food during the travel. And they were given gift cards to purchase more food with. I think they all got some amount of money in a McDonald's gift card. Look, helping out small businesses. They were housed in hotels. They were also given a a consent form effectively to sign in their tongue mm-hmm. that told them where they were going and gave them maps gave them contact information for different services that were local to Martha's Vineyard all of these things the other point to discuss this is 48 people. This is this is three large th- this is one Amish family traveling to Martha's Vineyard, okay? <laughs> so like let's let's all hold our pearls for just a moment. Um but in addition to that, the packet of information that was provided to these these migrants included specific copy and pasted material and screen grabs from Massachusetts' own state website where they told illegal migrants what they could expect in Massachusetts given that they were a sanctuary city. Wow. We literally just included for them what you said you would do. So the, the insipid lie that there was any type of subterfuge going on with this plan is mm. it's not just a different interpretation of the set of facts it's an outright lie it is an mm. outright lie and these people that would equate it to human trafficking let me ask you this last time you were kidnapped were you given a packet with a map and phone numbers to call and gift cards and oh you might have gotten a free hotel stay but that probably wasn't worth it in the end but the the point is did you know where you were going did they say hey yeah. here it is on a map and by the way would you like to sign on the dotted line is that the last human trafficking experience that you had i imagine yeah. it wasn't and on top of that on top of that they just quoted you what massachusetts said massachusetts was all about mm. so mm-hmm. is it possible is it conceivable that Massachusetts, way up on the eastern seaboard, far away from any borders that aren't, how do I put it, very, very humid, 
wasn't really being serious when it said that it would give every illegal immigrant a free job and a place to live and a neck massage and seven beer tickets? Could it be that maybe they weren't they didn't really mean it? Yeah. Because they thought they'd never have to pay the piper. You know, I've been thinking about this, and I really think the next move should be to send 50 Canadians undocumented to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> Just have them show up there with like some snow and some maple syrup. But no, you may implying you may... there's such thing as a documented Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think you're making a great point, and it's and it's obvious, right? It's obvious that these people didn't mean what they said, and. The thing that's really easy to do is when you're not in someone's shoes is to say, if I was, I wouldn't act like that. And it costs nothing because you don't actually have to bear the consequences of what they're going through. And you don't ever have to prove it, right? And in in my view at this point, this is an excellent opportunity for the Republicans to simply call these people out and say, well, did you mean it, right? Did, did, you, did you mean what you said here? Mm-hmm. And it calls the bluff because the bluff is these border towns have been telling you forever that this illegal immigration is a problem, that they can't handle it, that there's too many people, that it's a humanitarian crisis, right? All right. these words we're seeing these people use, right? And, and you never believed them until it showed up at your front door, exactly, right? And how heartless and how grandstanding and how much um, virtue signaling is it obvious to everyone with eyes that you participated in until this point? Yeah, uh, there's there's two more places we've got to go. So let's let's handle them maybe in short order here. Hunter, very simple. I'm on C, charliebetapapa.gov. Which, do you know what that stands for? Customs and Border Protection. You guys can go look okay. it up yourselves. I am looking at the Southwest Land Border Encounters. What that means is how many people encounter law enforcement on our southern border over the years. I'm looking at all demographics. I'm looking, just, I have no filters on, and I've got the data from f- four years ago to present. Okay? Okay. That's what I'm mm-hmm. looking at right now. Uh, September statistics are not yet in for for 2022 so i'm going to be quoting august statistics to you okay i'm going to give you the last four years in order 2019 2020 2021 and 2022 and you'll notice that between 2020 and 2021 a very particular thing happened hunter do you know what it was uh hmm it couldn't be that it went down it went down the number went down joe biden came into office that's what you need to remember 2019 and 2020 that's when trump was running the border 2021 and 2022 that's when kamala harris was <laughs> our borders are um uh. and would you look at her bus anyhow 2019 62,707 enforcement encounters 2020 50,014 enforcement encounters wow okay one year later in 2021 still looking at august statistics 209,840 border encounters wow and in 2022 this just in hot to the press 203 597 encounters 203,597 encounters on our south our southern border these wow. tiny towns 
in like El Paso, Uvalde, these tiny border towns mm. have been facing the brunt of these migrants. These are towns with maximum populations of 30,000, 50,000, 60,000 people. On the other hand, New York has millions and millions of people. Chicago has millions and millions of people. And when 500 immigrants show up there, they act like the, the sky is falling. And yeah. the governor of New York comes out and has a press conference about how these are trying times. We're all going to have to pull together. Martha's Vineyard gets 48 people, 48. And they lose their collective mind. And they say this is human trafficking, this and that. Not only that, but the Biden administration has been shipping these individuals around yep. the country by the way primarily to red areas across the country every single month of his administration every single month they were they've been putting them on red eyes in the middle of the night illegal immigrants because these towns are at their breaking point there is a humanitarian crisis on the southern border these towns don't have the the, the max population of these towns are 30,000 people and they're receiving thousands of migrants per day in some of these towns mm. per mm. day they don't have the infrastructure to handle that. And it's they're saying, hello, this is a humanitarian crisis. And Martha's Vineyard gets 48 one time. And, oh, my gosh, can you believe it? Can you believe this, Ron DeSantis? Engaging mm. in Hitler-esque Schwitzian behavior. Mm. It's, it is actually insane. It's actual gaslighting. These people yeah. are so dishonest. Not only that, the Biden administration has been doing it every month since he came into office and he's not shipping them to six flags and disney world and martha's vineyard he's been shipping them to the middle of nowhere yeah. middle of nowhere west virginia middle of nowhere texas middle of nowhere arizona yeah let and you know one piece i want to talk about is i want to talk about the morality of immigration and illegal Im immigration okay and he here's an idea you know me and katie are pretty open with our house we make it available to people that want to use it and we find that as a good thing to do um we we, we had a friend who possibly needed a place to stay uh we, we really don't know them that well but they needed possibly a place to stay while they're undergoing some medical treatment in georgia they're from a, a, another state and so we we'd offered them you know our our spare bedroom and things like that and and we think that's a good thing to do we think that's a moral thing to do because it's not our house you know and we we it can be used by other people if it's beneficial to them, and we hope they would use it. Um, if I was to go around the neighborhood and go to Atlanta and go to every place I could find and grab every homeless person I could find and bring them into my house, if I brought 10 people to my house, there barely would be a place for all those people to sleep. Just if we kind of put people in uh, bunk beds in my living room and things like that. If I brought 20 it's really kind of strange and hard, and now I have 10 people to a toilet, right? If I bring 50, like I'm in a major, I'm in major crisis mode. Like yeah. I, I don't have enough room. I don't have enough space. Well, Katie is dead at, at 20, I think. Right. And well, and that's that's my point is eventually I am doing something selfish because what I'm doing is I'm trying to appease my moral superiority with how much I can give and how much I can love and expecting it to be handled. And I have not 
I have, I'm not a strong enough person. I haven't made enough. I haven't made a living. I haven't provided a facility. I haven't done the hard work of seeing if I could actually house these 50 people, mm-hmm. you know? And now maybe that's on me for not building my life that way. Maybe that's on, you know, a lot of different things, but it becomes hurtful to my family at a certain point. And that is essentially what happens when we're talking about immigration. Sure, the United States is big, but electrical grids only get big so fast. Sure, the United States is big, but when it's focused in small towns that don't have resources and don't have just just schools in general, and when all these people are showing up there, it's not right. It hurts our people. It hurts the people that have committed to this project, that played by the rules, that pay their taxes, that live here, that actually physically live here. And it's important. It's proper and right for us to tr- to do this, to take care of our family, right? To take care of our nation and to take care of as many other people as we possibly can, mm-hmm. right? And it's in that order and that yeah. it's fundamental to, to how everybody organizes their life, right? And there's this strange trick that gets played where it's like, if you're not willing to take care of everyone in the entire world, you're a selfish, ignorant monster and it's not true it's just simply not true there's no and humility I, there there's 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 first there's no humility there. there's no there's no reason to develop anything worthwhile doing anything that's actually going to make a difference it's grandstanding for the sake of grandstanding it's grandstanding without taking any of the cost mm-hmm. and so if you really do believe that and i think there are people that really do believe that needs to be their purpose make the facilities Build them, make the places for these people to go, put the food on the table, make it happen. And you know what? Good on you. Good on you for taking care of the world's poor. But do not, do not stand atop your soapbox and make other people pay that price. Well, it, it's one thing to make your family pay that price, but it's an entirely other type of evil to make your to make another family, family pay that price. Right? Yes, that's, that and that's the that's the lesson of Martha's Vineyard. It's like. Yeah, we, oh, no, we really care. Well, we're a sanctuary city. We really care, but not here. You know, you stay for 48 hours, but then you have to go. Back yes. to the mainland with you, you mm. unwashed masses. Right. Yearn, you know, huddled, yearning to be free. Yeah, Where the poor houses here. are. Can you go stay at our neighbor's house? Because mm. then I don't have to look at you. I don't have to mm. smell you. I don't have to see you. And that's exactly the behavior that we're getting from the people of Martha's Vineyard, among several other behaviors. But under, it's a great point. And well made. You uh, helping take helping is hard work. Yes, exactly. That is it. You cannot want your way into being useful. You cannot Mm. care your way into being useful. I don't care how much you feel for somebody. You can't fix a broken leg unless you are practiced at it. And I used to use say going to medical school, and now I don't know that school teaches you anything. (laughs) Let me put it this way. Go into the woods and start and try healing uh, squirrels' broken legs. Once that's going well, try it on a human. I mean, that's basically how we started. <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. Regardless. If you're in the hospital, the person who cares the most and the person who can help the most are always two different people. That's right. And that's that's not an imposition. Not everyone is made to be a doctor. Mm. But your level of self-reported care has nothing to do with your ability to help somebody. And here's here's an analogy I like to use. Sometimes, if you've broken a bone and you haven't dealt with it in a timely manner, 
your bone starts to heal incorrectly. So you go to your doctor, or you go to the hospital, and they go, we're going to have to reset this. And what that means is that they're going to have to break your bone again in a place where you're already incredibly fragile and align your bones properly and allow them to reheal. That sucks with a capital mm-hmm. Ux. That, I mean, it's, incredi- it's an incredibly painful process. If I care more about being perceived as someone that doesn't want you to experience temporary pain and I stand in the way of the doctor doing what he knows he needs to do for your long-term good, I am not a hero. I am a self-important villain. I am... I am more concerned about how people look at me than your long-term success. And that mm-hmm. is not love. That is hate. That's, mm-hmm. that's contempt for your fellow man and, and complete all-consuming raging pride yeah. in, your, in yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's and, good. And that's what we see in Martha's Vineyard. You know what it has reminded me the most of, and I'm going to give away my evangelical background here? It, it reminds me of these kids that they go to Nicaragua for a weekend, and they mm. paint a shed that the locals definitely knocked down as soon as they walked away. And they talk for the next 30 years about what an impact it made on their life. The, the, they ran an article in the op-ed section on CNN, the people from Martha's Vineyard saying, those 48 hours have changed our lives forever. Yeah. You yeah. did nothing. Yeah. I went you to summer camp too. Nothing. Right. And now, and now you're going to let people go, hey, man, why do you wear that weird hoodie? Oh, I got it in Nicaragua. It's such a spiritual experience. Those people were happy to see you leave. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's it is the most decadent, self-important attitude you can possibly have, hmm. while kicking them out the door, and going back to your life of of luxury. It's it's an absolutely disgusting attitude. Hmm. Hmm. So, what have we covered? It's hypocritical on every level. These sanctuary cities aren't doing what they said they were going to do. They said it was human trafficking in Auschwitz, but Biden's been doing it since he came to office. No one seemed to care. This is a problem manufactured by the fact that we haven't secured our southern border and that there's a general perception among these these illegal immigrants that if they come here, they'll be taken care of and live in the land of milk and honey, uh, which is causing a four times increase between Biden to Trump. And some of these immigrants have been interviewed, by the way, and they're like, why are you here? And they're like, because Biden, Biden told me. <laughs> he's good <Yeah. laughs> and it's like yeah dude you've got to there's an actual crisis going on here and mm. they're experiencing a fraction of what the border towns are experiencing they're only crying about it much 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 more loudly because they have the bully pulpit and the stupidity megaphone of the mainstream media amplifying their incorrigible self-aggrandizement mm. so what other angles do we have to cover on this thing Man, I don't know. I think that I think that's, I think that's most of it. Um, you know, all I can say is that, all I can say is that as a political maneuver, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can tell because Gavin Newsom is like Ron DeSantis. Why don't you debate me? It's just like the most like. <laughs> okay, I understand it's not working out for you, bud, but. I didn't know you, know, you had you, time to take away from putting out literal fires. Ron is not going to let you ride his coattails on this one. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, um, 
I I hope I I hope you know there was this move when Mar-a-Lago happened that you kind of saw some pundits going ah this is going to reignite Trump this is going to bring it back and that was like one of the most uncomfortable things for me to hear said because it was like no 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 um, yeah one-term presidents are losers remember that that's an important thing to remember one-term presidents are losers they like there's very it's a very small crowd that fits into that category and they are losers and trump is a loser and he lost trump beat hillary clinton just like i would have yeah and he lost to joe biden that is not high praise family it's not no you know what's so beautiful about this too in modern America life, in the span of a couple of weeks, we had both the worst and the best, in my op- opinion, presidential campaign imagery. You're right. Back to back. We had Dark Brandon going all Empire Strikes Back on the White House yep. lawn. And then yep. you had you had Ron DeSantis simply holding up a giant mirror and saying, do you like how it looks? Mm-hmm. It, brilliant, brilliant plays and terrible plays. And... It's indicative of a, the greater philosophy of the two sides right now. There, yeah. there, there is, there is a decadence that we have in this country, especially on the left, that they do not like being reminded of, that they do not like seeing the reflection of. Well, they like to pretend that they're for the blue collar and for the downtrodden, and the truth is, they're actually for keeping the everyone underneath them happy so that they can continue to essentially take the insane excess that comes out from the American economy for themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And make sure that that never goes to anything that those people need and it can all go to their own political priorities. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and and it's not, it's Bernie Sanders is the most, the most genial individual on the planet, but how dare there be a profit profit incentive for people that open a business, heaven forfend. Right. So. Well, so so I think like I think the good news is that it look. I mean, way to go, Ron. Twenty. Uh, this year looks great. Twenty twenty four is looking great. I hope. I hope we continue to win these culture fights uh, in schools when it comes to immigration, uh, when it comes to the economy, because there's just some nonsense that's happening. I, I hope we continue to convince other minorities to vote Republican too, because we're starting to see that happen in the. Um, Hispanic community and in the black community, I hope they continue oh, to just see. Not, the- not only that, I, I'll just also just mention. I, I was thinking about telling this earlier. There, the Democratic Party is under Joe Biden, right? His administration is busing these immigrants around the red areas, where I think yeah. that they're betting that they'll vote blue, and that yeah. they might purple up some of these areas. For the first time in like however many years sweden or was no is it finland yeah or sweden uh, i think you had it right sweden yeah uh, yeah they had they had some major immigration problems they, sweden yeah. had a major influx of immigrations and for the first time in many many years they elected a conservative a conservative leader uh yeah. i don't think that this goes the way that you want it to go and by the way if it doesn't work in sweden it definitely doesn't work in america so no good luck with this line so so what do, what does america need strong borders and how do you get strong borders well if you don't get if you don't take the border and forcefully put it into a headlock and take handfuls of protein powder and just shove them deep down that border's throat 
it's never going to grow to be the big strong boy it needs to be to keep that border safe. I remember so, when I was becoming a big strong boy, my thorax yeah. was entirely packed full of whey. And if we yes. don't do that to the border, it's never going to grow up to be strong like I am. Yes, it's going to be a weak, thin little river, and we need to be a roaring, strong river. What's a, what's a big river? <laughs> oh, thank you, river. Bigger so, river. River, river. And so, uh, how can you help out? Simply put, go to fnxfit.com. Please. Buy your... Buy yourself a big heaping bag of protein and take it and just pour it in the Rio Grande for us. Just, I mean, as a humanitarian action, it's, you know. If you send in a picture of you <laughs> pouring a tub of protein from com <laughs> that you bought with our checkout code CARLPULLING for 15% off into the Rio Grande, well, I don't know what will happen. Oh, let me yeah. tell you this. You'll, you'll at least get a, a dinner out of it. At a minimum. <laughs> Maybe more. Who could say? Oh, oh. There you go. Bum, 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 bum. You're a married bum, man bum, there, Tom. Bum. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. It's so a dinner. But here's the thing. <laughs> You're going to love it. I, I, send us, send it in. Carlpooling at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. You can find us on all the socials. You know what they are. Carlpooling everywhere. Carlpooling podcast on Facebook. Um, be good to one another. Own the libs. Do it in the right way. Do it in the Ron DeSantis way. And also encourage your fellow conservatives to remember their principles. We are yes. principles first, party line, I don't know, fifth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's we, a great uh, point. Our principles, our principles come first in all different realms, mm-hmm. politics included. And if you don't want to be principled, we don't really need you. So that's that. Thanks for listening. And if you do go travel down to the border and you are pouring your whey protein in and you imbibe any of the water, you might have a parasite and it would be useful for you to get tested. Mm-hmm.